Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. You are listening to LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. You can get in touch. WhatsApp and text lines are open. 086-1800-658. There's Wilson Phillips. Hold on. Kicking off our show this morning. Good morning. It is the final day of August, which means there's 122 days left in 2022. I know. I know when you say it like that, it's like, whoa, is that all? And it makes you kind of think, what have I done this <laughs> with my time this year? And maybe I should make this last 222 days, count of 2022. Why does time always fly as well when you're sort of older? You know, when you're a child, it's like, oh, things dragged on. You couldn't wait for years to pass. You couldn't wait for time to, to move faster. And now, as you're a bit older, you know, it's like, oh my God, you're trying to claw back the years. But there you go. 122 days left in 2022. Now, whilst I will miss the summer... I have to admit, I am all for seasons changing again. And dare I say it, I do like the time of the year, this time of the year, you know, when it's getting kind of slightly dark, not the very dark, although I don't mind them around Christmas time, but when it's getting a little bit darker, a little bit darker. So I noticed, what was it, around maybe half eight, quarter to nine, around that kind of time, quarter to nine, it's kind of getting dark and it's like, okay, we can put the PJs on early, we can light a candle and settle in for the evening. You can't do that in summer, you know, because you kind of feel like you need to be out doing things. So it's now hibernation season again. So I've compiled my top things that I like about autumn for you, just for the day that's in it, you know, the it's 122 more days of, of, of the year. Uh, so the first thing, I do love the trees kind of going orange and golden and all that. I love the colour of it, right? Second thing, this is the season of stew, of soups, 
of rich, creamy, hearty comfort food. Love it. Number three, the candle. I mentioned it already, but, uh, you know, it deserves another mention. You can't sort of get the same cosy feeling lighting a candle in the summer. You know what I mean? So candles, that's my number three. Number four, putting on pyjamas early and straight into a box set on television. That is the uh, pure hibernation time, you know, requires this. Number five, and... I think a lot of women will like this, but maybe men as well. New boots. It's an excuse to shop for shoes because, you know, I need new style for my feet and my feet need to be warm. So there you go. New boots. Uh, Number six, all of the holidays. And I embrace Halloween as much as I embrace Christmas as well. So that's my number six. And number seven, lighting the fire. The odd time. I wouldn't light the fire all the time. But you know, the really, really cold days nice it is nice so I'm loving kind of the change of seasons are you like me do you like to kind of see the change of seasons what do you love about hibernation season if there's any I mentioned there let me know or if there's any I missed 086 1800 658 this is number one champion sound yeah Estelle we about to get down who the hottest in the world right there's Estelle featuring Kanye West, American Boy on LMFM's 11 to 1. You're getting in touch at 086 1800 658. I knew it. I drew it on myself, but it's happened. Someone has mentioned the C word. Of course, it's Santa's little helper. Anytime I kind of mention anything changing at this time of year, he's back. He's on. He's on. We're not ready for it yet, Santa's little helper. Come back after Halloween. That's all I'm going to say to you. I'm not even going to read out the amount of days because it's only going to freak people out. Uh, people ask, people bring sending in what they love about this time of the year. I love a candle as well, Sinead. Uh, that's the best thing about the darker evening, says one message. I forgot about this one as well. And I'm also on board with this, Lisa. A pumpkin spiced latte. Oh, I mean, seriously now. Yes, I know it's like so much sugar in a cup, but it is the taste of autumn. I completely forgot about that. Thank you so much for reminding me about that one because coffee outlets everywhere will have them now soon. Uh, Somebody else saying, I'm all about the comfort food as well. My go-to big hearty stew or a chicken casserole. Oh, yes. And the best thing about these as well is you can kind of put them on all day, can't you? In a slow cooker or whatever. And then when you come home from work and the smell of it, Yes, that is awesome time. Comfort, hibernation. Uh, Jen says, warm jumpers that you can snuggle into. You see, oh yeah, we can buy the new boots and also we can have a look through now the, the winter woolies from last year and see is there any that are looking a bit kind of shabby looking and it's a bit of an excuse to update, isn't it? You know, now look, at not only if they're a bit shabby and worn out looking, maybe we might get Maria's, uh, Maria Macklin's advice on that actually as well in terms of winter style uh, and how to maybe rescue, you know, like when your jumpers go bobbly, and the wash and you're, it's a really good jumper like there has to be ways of rescuing that as opposed to buying new ones but thank you so much for that Jen uh, also I look forward to snuggling on the couch warm socks warm tea good television says another message in here as well uh, Jamie says uh, oh, oh good God already definitely prefer the summer season uh, for a whole load of reasons but the winter has its moments he says uh, but I will uh, look forward to movie nights as I call them uh, but he doesn't like he like prefers the long evenings and not the kind of the, the shorter ones you see I, that's what I'm saying I kind of embrace all the seasons so when it happens inevitably I sort of just look forward to all these things so this is just sort of to help people who might be like you Jamie missing the summer the summer days and the summer evenings but we might have them for another little while yet it is nice outside at the moment as well so fingers crossed that weather will continue now uh, on the way for you I have music from George Ezra the song that I just love it's his latest one that's on the way plus 
a very interesting trend has cropped up since the uh, lockdown period and COVID. And I'm wondering what you're going to make of this. We'll reveal all after these. 11 to 1. Matthew McConaughey, the actor, hasn't done this in over 30 years. It's a trend as a result of lockdown. Half of millennials admit to not doing it either. What am I talking about? I'll reveal all after George Ezra. Here he is, Green Green Grass on LMFM's 11 to 1. Love it, George Ezra, Green Green Grass on LMFM's 11 to 1. So most of us, I hope... (laughs) Actually, I don't know how I feel about this. Most of us do this in the morning, first thing in the morning. However, there's a new trend that's happened as a result of lockdown and half of millennials surveyed with regards to this admit to not doing it anymore. Matthew McConaughey, the actor, hasn't done it in 30 years. What are we talking about? We're talking about swiping or spraying on deodorant. Yeah. You know, most of us don't think about it. You spray it on, you... Use the roll-on, whatever, after having your shower. It's pure instinct. However, there's a trend for skipping it entirely. It's the pandemic effect. I don't know. But apparently, a lot of people have stopped wearing deodorant every day. And a lot of people have stuck with the habit. So, the Matthew McConaughey thing I discovered, uh, this goes back to 2008. He was filming Fool's Gold with Kate Hudson and he revealed that Kate would bring a salt rock for him to rub on his body since he didn't wear deodorant. He says she always brings a salt rock. It's some sort of natural deodorant. And she said, would you please put this on? <laughs> I just never wore it. No cologne, no deodorant. Um, he says the women in his life, including my mother, have all said, hey, your natural smell smells. One like a man and two smells like you, apparently. So that's kind of um, this sort of thing. Apparently he does shower quite a number of times a day, though, uh, according to this particular interview, right? So Matthew McConaughey is doing this or not doing it. So... The question is, do we really need to wear deodorant? That's the one thing, right? Apparently, deodorant, antiperspirant, whatever you want to call it, uh, this is kind of helping us sort of deal with our body's ability to sweat and the level of body odour and all that kind of stuff. So if you normally wear an antiperspirant, then these work by decreasing the amount of moisture that reaches the skin. Okay, we know that, right? Uh, and now, however... Sweating is vital for regulating our body temperature. That's also something we might forget. And the consequences of that system failing uh, can be dangerous if you're, you know, in extreme cases now, in extreme cases. Um, So apparently uh, there's actually only a very small portion of the population who have a gene that prevents them from producing underarm body odour. But the majority of us do. That's normal. So wearing deodorant works by lowering the levels of this odour. And, uh, you know, we're kind of, it's kind of like a plug, I suppose, for the skin that they're saying. So, like, basically what this particular um, doctor, her name is Dr. Lucy Glancy, is saying, she's saying that, you know, like, there's not a huge amount of reasons why we need to wear it. Like, as in, there's not, like, if you're having your shower, you're good to go. Do you know what I mean? And if you do exercise, just shower after it kind of thing is what she's saying. But I'm just kind of going... I don't know if I'm on board with this trend now at all. Now, I wouldn't be lashing it on me, but I would put it on. So I'm wondering, you can keep this anonymous if you want. Are you somebody that could go au natural? Are you somebody that doesn't bother with deodorant? Let me know. 86 658 Like I say, half of the people surveyed in this, for the mainly millennials, have admitted that they don't wear deodorant anymore. Byproduct of lockdown. Now, even if I know I'm going to be at home, I'm whacking it on. It's just a thing with me. 
Are you repulsed by this? Also, let me know. 086-1800-658. Could you go au natural? No deodorant. 086-1800-658. Girl and LMFM's 11 to 1. There's a good few messages coming in on the two different things we're talking about this morning. Uh, but getting back to some of the autumn kind of, the autumn feel-good vibes. Uh, on 086-1800-658. Wendy says, Hi Sinead, like you, I like all of the things you lift, listed. Also the smell of pudding and sea cake <laughs> cooking, she says. The aroma of cinema and spices all over the house. Amazing. I love the smell of coal smoke from chimneys on chilly, chilly evenings, says another message as well. Now, moving on from that, because we are talking about kind of cosiness and keeping warm and keeping cosy at this time of the year. Maybe you're dreading the cold nights ahead and there's so much discussion, isn't there, on the energy prices rising? I'm a little bit freaked out about this as well. You are concerned about this, understandably. So what are your options? Well, we're going to be joined by Lorraine Walsh. She's from Citizens Information in Navin and she's going to be talking to us all about the fuel allowance. We'll join her after these. 11 to 1. Are you dreading the cold nights ahead? With so many, so much discussion on energy prices rising, understandably you're concerned about being able to heat your home. Well, there are options to explore, including the fuel allowance. Joining me now to tell us more about your entitlements and how to claim this is Lorraine Walsh from Navin Citizens Information. How are you getting on, Lorraine? I am not too bad. How are you, Sinead? I can't believe we're the 31st of April today, or, or August today. We are the 31st of August and we're talking yeah. about sort of, you know, the change in seasons and all the things we like about autumn. Are you a fan of autumn now? I am a fan of autumn, I have to say. Yeah, but I'm very much a fan of summer, but uh, we did very well this year. But yeah, yeah I am a fan, a fan of autumn, but it leads me into thinking about winter and cosiness and all these other things that you say. So... Yeah, we're in a different uh, a different arena now, aren't yeah. we, with the uh, prices and things going up at the moment. So this is timely. Yes, it really is timely. There's so much discussion about this. Uh, even my own provider, I heard news in the uh, about them whacking up the prices now in October. So I'm going to have to be looking around myself. But tell us about, first of all, uh, the fuel allowance and who's entitled to this. Okay, so the the fuel allowance, um, it, it's for people um, who really need assistance to heat their home during the winter months. Um, it runs from September to April generally. The weekly payment is €33 Euros per week and there is an option to get it paid in two lump sums. I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, so it, it, additionally, as well, just, just to mention a couple of things, last year they did give some extra payments towards that and we don't know whether they're going to do that again in, in 22 to 23. Okay. Um, so we'll kind of keep our eyes uh, peeled for those kinds of things. Uh, and just as well to mention, there are comparison websites out there for people to talk about and really have a look at your energy costs. So um, if you pop onto our website, we have some links there as well. But just getting back to the fuel allowance. So in order to get the fuel allowance, you must be living alone or with certain people um, and you must be living in Ireland and getting a qualifying payment. So there's two kind of different types of payments. One payment is uh, we would call a social insurance payment. Mm-hmm. And they are payments like state pensions, widow's payments, invalidity pensions, guardian payments. They're all covered by your contributions, like your PRSI contributions. And then the bigger, I suppose, list of payments comes from social assisted payments. Um, and I won't go, I'm not going to name every single one of them. I'll try and fly through them as quickly yeah. as I can. State pension, non-contributory, all the non-contributory widows, surviving civil partners, pensions, disability allowance, blind pensions, uh, deserted wives benefit or allowance, the one parent family payments, guardian payments that are non-contributory, uh, farm assist, 
basic supplementary welfare allowance, job seekers allowance. There are some rules attached to some of those. You need to be getting them for more than 390 days. There's a slight change in that. I'll talk about that in a second. Job seekers transitional payments. And if you're taking part in certain schemes like back to work allowance, um, rural social schemes, two's community employment, you're entitled to keep your secondary benefits on that. Now, interestingly, from September 2022, people getting social, or let, let me get this right, supplementary welfare allowance and job seekers allowance, you can qualify for the fuel allowance now after 12 months. Okay. So that's down from 15 months, okay? But you have to meet all the other conditions as well. And some of the conditions are, are here now. So you need to be living alone or with a dependent spouse, partner or cohabitant or your dependent children, a person who's getting carers allowance or carers benefit and is caring for you or your dependent spouse and partner and cohabitant, a person getting a short-term job seekers allowance or basic supplementary welfare allowance or other people that have a qualifying payment who are also eligible for it. Because remember, they'll only give one payment into a household. Okay. Um, some of the reasons why people mightn't get this, uh, and a lot of people come to us feeling that they, they should be getting it and they're not getting it. And there are some anomalies in the system. With citizens' information, we do reports back to the department to say some of these payments are being left out and we feel they shouldn't be left out. But some of the reasons why people wouldn't get it is if you're living with someone who's not on a qualifying payment for fuel allowance or your heating needs are met maybe under a deed or transfer property or something like that. You're on a qualifying social insurance payment and of income above the means test. And I'll talk a small bit about the means test. Uh, Lorraine, um, sorry, just to, to, to cut yeah. in there very quickly, because yeah. I, I think just to, to answer this question very quickly, because you, you kind of alluded to it there. Um, Hi Sinead, I'm a carer for my uncle who I don't live with. My partner cares for my son with autism. I was told I don't qualify for this. Yeah. So in terms of the uncle, I would say it's because she doesn't live with him, is it? Yeah, now the uncle could qualify. Okay. If the uncle qualifies. If she doesn't live with him, she wouldn't qualify. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. And carers is one of those payments um, that a lot of people are on that doesn't qualify for fuel allowance. And it's one of the areas that we highlight okay. uh, kind of nearly every year with the department around that. Okay, so Texter, just so we know, you know, there, Lorraine is on the case for the carers as the well. Case. Yeah, <laughs> well, me and all my colleagues, it's one of those areas that we that would that actually uh, it actually even affects somebody in my own family. So, okay, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it's one of those kind of anomaly areas for sure. Um, some of the other reasons as well, uh, you're getting one uh, of these other payments like job seekers benefit and stuff, and you don't qualify for fuel allowance. So, really, what I would say to anybody who's getting either a social insurance payment uh, or uh, a social assistance payment, or basically, if you just want to check it out, come to us. we let you know very quickly. Um, we, we'll be able to tell you whether you can qualify or not, because it's really important, because what I'm going to talk to you now about is about how you apply, because it's important yeah. at the moment. You need to apply before it starts, OK, because they won't back pay. Oh, of course, so, yeah. The dates we have at the moment are, the, it, so it, it normally starts around the end of September. So we're thinking it's going to be the week of the 26th of September is going to be the starting week for payment. Yep. It runs for 28 weeks. It'll finish in around second, third week of April. The payment has been risen up by five euros to 33 euros per week. Or you can opt for lump sum payments. Okay. So the, the total lump sum payment that we have at the moment is 924 euros. You can get that in two lump sums. Uh, my math is right, it's 462. 
but you need to make a, a separate application if you want to change it. So if you've been getting it every week and this year you're thinking, do you know what, I want to get it in a lump sum, there's a separate application you need to make for that, which is called a change of payment frequency. So if you want to do that, call into our service again uh, at any of the offices that, you, that are close to you and we'll um, do that for you. So the lump sum payment will start in the same week, that week of the last week in September, 26 weeks. And then the second lump sum payment is paid usually within the week of the first week of January. Okay. okay. So they're the two times to remember if you want to get lump sum payments. Um, so the application for it is an application form. Again, they're on our uh, in all of our offices. You'll pick them up in any intro centre or, or, or that. You can make the application. It's really important. They won't backdate, as I say. So make sure if you think you're going to qualify or if you want to check the fact, do I qualify or not, please, please, please come in to us before the last week of September. Because if you come in to us after the last week of September, you won't get backdated for any weeks. Okay, that's good to know. And is there anything else then, Lorraine, that we need to to know about this? Well, I suppose the other piece is just around the income assessment. Yeah. So you're usually accepted um, as passing the means for fuel lens if you're getting a qualifying social welfare payment. But they they look at a particular payment called the state pension contributor, including any increases as kind of the benchmark. So it's just to be sure that if, you know, there's a lot of cash income somewhere or capital or you're left a second property or something like that that might interfere with your payment, that could interfere with you getting this particular benefit payment, this uh, fuel allowance. So it's important that if your circumstances have stayed the same and you got it last year, you get it this year. You don't need to do anything unless you want to change how you get it. Okay, that's good to know, yeah. So if you didn't get it last year and your circumstances have changed, you think you're going to get it this year, come in to us soon. Come into us in the next three weeks and let's find out and get the application sent away for you so you're not going to have any mixed payments or missed payments rather. So they're the kind of main things I would say to people to think about at the moment. Fantastic, Lorraine. As always, great advice there. And as you say, people should pop in to you. You can assess very quickly if they can uh, get this payment or or not, uh, which is the, the main thing. Thank you so much, Lorraine, for joining us with all that great information. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Lorraine Walsh there. There is another message there. Uh, I think the best thing to do, uh, this person's asking if someone is on fist, can they get fuel allowance? Uh, it wasn't mentioned there with Lorraine. So I think the best thing to do is to prop into your local branch or check out citizensinformation.ie. That, in, that website is fantastic. There's a load of information on there that might help you uh, as well with regards to this. So if you just go into there and uh, key in fuel allowance, all the different articles pop up about that. And if if you missed any of this, we'll podcast it on lmfm.ie a little bit later on. 11 to 1. We're time to go back in time now, and today, an escapologist and picnics popping up in the Northeast update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day in 1907, escapologist Harry Houdini escaped from chains in 57 seconds underwater in San Francisco's aquatic park. And today is Eat Outside Day. So, great excuse to have a picnic. The first picnics were in France in 1789 after the revolution. Parks were opened open to everyone and people began eating in them. Picnic actually comes from the French picnic, meaning to pick. The neek part means trivial or not important. So there you go. Eat outside day today and thanks be to God the weather is great. So it's the last of the picnic weather I'd say. 
LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Lots of messages coming in on 086 1800 658. We'll get to them. First, it's back to the music. Here's Brittany. It's an oldie from her every time. It's rumoured to be about Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears every time. Now, she's never said that it's actually about him, but apparently her co-writer and friend, Annette Artarni, has, she says, that was in response at the time to Cry Me a River, as well as various uh, Justin Timberlake radio interviews as well. So there you go. Every time, Britney Spears on LMFM's 11 to 1. Getting back to your messages on 086 658 on the deodorant. We're asking you, could you go oh a natural? Apparently, half of millennials are ditching the deodorant. It's kind of a pandemic thing. I don't know. Uh, Sinead, uh, I am someone who leaves very little time to get ready in the morning before work. My own fault. My bed is too nice. So I have forgotten deodorant a lot says Mark he says his name and all in it fair play to you Mark being honest yeah, look I, I'm there I'm with you with the regards to it was a struggle to get up yeah absolutely um, Sinead that's disgusting absolutely no way shower deodorant and perfume for me says Tracy <laughs> keep them coming in we've lots of them there we're going to get back to those after 12 news which is approaching and we're also going to meet Hayley Fox Roberts she's an LGBTQ activist and poet she's hosting a special event focusing on the rights of LGBT women living in rural Ireland we're going to chat to her as well that's all on the way 11 to 1 with Sam Smith, I'm not the only one kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. You can get in touch with me 086 658 We have a lot of messages to get through on, on the text. We were talking about, first of all, we were talking about, you know, there's only 122 days left in the year because it's August 31st I know but we are kind of sort of looking forward to the change in seasons and people are saying what they love about this time of the year Uh, I love the crisp air in autumn sun is shining but slight nip in the air says Chris yes you're wrapped up you're cosy the sun's out you still need the sunglasses but there's a bit of nip in the air love it Chris Uh, somebody else this is Chloe Sinead love Halloween Uh, it's my favourite holiday I'm that lunatic buying decorations and planning my outfit now Go for it, Chloe. There's not that long now till Halloween. You can do a Halloween countdown, I'm going to say. Definitely tomorrow. By tomorrow, you can start a Halloween countdown. I'm going to let you. Uh, Love a cinnamon or pumpkin latte at this time of the year, says somebody else. Sinead, I love the dark evenings. Nice time to rest and chill out. No pressure to go anywhere. Yeah, there's no pressure to go anywhere. That the summer kind of has that little bit of pressure, doesn't it, sometimes? Oh, I'm having a barbecue. Oh, you can't really back out of that one sometimes, you know. Uh... Getting back to our other topic, apparently uh, there's a poll that was out there. Uh, half of millennials do not use deodorant anymore. It's sort of a result of the pandemic sort of thing. Um, we're asking you, could you go oh natural? Someone just has smelly, dirty yolks in on the messages. Someone says, Sinead, I've just gone off Matthew McConaughey. Yes, Matthew McConaughey has not used deodorant in 30 years. So, uh you're gone off him. Okay, that's disappointing. Uh, somebody else says, uh, Sinead, once you shower, no need for it. Okay. I never wear it. Go uh, uh, A few splashes under the arms and good to go, says somebody else. Oh, no, no. Come on now. That's a step too far. A, few, a dry wash. Isn't that what you call it? <laughs> 
Does anyone else call it that? A dry wash. Where you don't fully get into the shower. You just do a bit of a splash around your bits and bobs and off you go. No, 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 no. I'm not for that. Somebody else. This is uh, Craig. Sinead, let me tell you, the deodorant and perfume companies are doing well. Uh, judging from my house, there's a cloud of it around at all times. I have two teenagers. That's <laughs> Craig. They're not going au natural. Well, you don't really want a teenager to go au natural, do you? Because, you know, there's a lot of teenagers, their bodies are different to the rest of us, maybe. Keep those coming in. Could you go au naturel? No deodorant. 86 658 You can keep it anonymous, by the way. I'm not going to name and shame too much. <laughs> now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. George McKay says he's a huge fan of Saoirse Ronan and Tom Holland. He stars in Netflix's new film, I Came By, which is out streaming now. It follows a rebellious graffiti artist who targets the homes of the wealthy elite, but discovers a shocking secret. George tells us how proud he is of his friends. She's one of the best actresses around, and I would always go and see something if Saoirse's in it, because her taste and her quality of work is always a marker of stuff. She's just brilliant. And Tom, to see what he's done and doing is just absolutely amazing. It's a kind of pinch yourself moment to know everyone were, you know that few because it was a few years ago now and uh, yeah even for me to know the guys a wee bit to see what they've done and what they're doing is just brilliant Love Island pair Luca Bish and Gemma Owen are finally official in a video post on Instagram Luca led Gemma through a corridor filled with red roses candles red balloons and rose petals they then arrived to a swimming pool with the words be my girlfriend floating in the water Harry Styles paused during his gig in New York City this week after a fan threw chicken nuggets on stage. He was performing at Madison Square Garden the same night as the VMAs where he won Best Album. Interesting, very interesting approach. Who threw the chicken nugget? I don't eat chicken. Sorry. I don't eat meat. You want it back? Why? All right, there you go. Don't eat it. And don't now it's on the floor. Don't go looking for it. We'll get you another nugget, okay? That's the buzz. I'm Louise. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. They're searching frantically for that nugget still because they want to sell it on eBay because Harry Styles has touched it. Now, uh, talking about music, we have a great festival that has plenty of music and lots more. And I want to give you tickets for it. Yeah. All this week on the show, we're giving away a pair of tickets every day to go to the Moonrise Festival. It's happening Saturday, the 10th of September in Carrick Macross, featuring live music, art, crafts, and amazing food and drinks. There's a fantastic lineup with acts like Mundy, Hudson Taylor, Keela, Lisa McHugh, Moxie, and American Bluegrass Band New Blue as well. There's also a pumpkin decorating competition as well as seasonal storytelling. Telling. It's all happening in the idyllic garden setting behind Callens of the Bridge. Uh, it's really a festival suitable for all. You can get all the details and tickets moonrise.ie or Callens of the Bridge Keegan's News Agents and Birdie's News Agents in Carrick Macross Would you like to go along? Well I have a pair of tickets up for grabs today So uh, they do have pumpkin decorating uh, competition in the mix there So that kind of got me thinking So we normally carve pumpkins but for what holiday? We were talking about it earlier on What holiday do we carve pumpkins for? 86 658 it's very, very easy. If you'd like to go along, don't forget to put your own details on it as well. So what holiday do we normally carve pumpkins for? 86 658 
There's Brian Adams, Summer of 69 on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, outcomers in Dundalk want to invite you into an evening of informative, engaging conversation with community development worker, LGBT activist Hayley Fox Roberts. Roberts, she's going to be making a keynote address, uh, speaking about her work and uh, she's also going to chat about issues facing lesbian women living in rural Ireland. We're going to meet Hayley and get more insight into that talk just after these. 11 to 1. Although life in Ireland has changed a lot, in recent times the LGBT community still face a lot of challenges. Outcomers Dock are hoping to highlight some of these challenges at an event they are running this Friday at the Garage Theatre in Monaghan featuring my next guest. She's a woman who has been campaigning for the rights, recognition and visibility of the LGBT community for many years in her work in community development, activism and through her poetry. She's going to be making a keynote address sharing her personal experience of the issue She's facing uh, lesbian women, particularly in rural Ireland, and she's going to have an emphasis on how we can increase well-being. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by community development worker, activist and poet Hayley Fox Roberts. How are you getting on, Hayley? Good tonight, thanks. Lovely to be with this morning. Lovely to have you on the programme. Now, whilst life in Ireland has changed a lot, I'd imagine, Hayley, even when you were sort of coming to terms with your own sexuality, we still have a long way to go. You know, we're hearing a lot about attacks on the LGBT community. How are you feeling about where we are now as a country? Um, well, well, first to say, you know, I'm in Ireland like 30 years. Obviously, I wasn't born here. Um, and yeah, I do, I do see the huge changes and, and lots of them are very, very positive. I do think what we're seeing now at the moment, as we're seeing kind of worldwide, is a bit of a backlash against equality. I mean, it's not just against LGBT plus people, but, you know, there is this bit of a backlash. There's a rising kind of right wing rhetoric. And I do think that's impacting on the community in lots of ways. You know, this country, we have wonderful legislation, great legislation, the Equality Act. Uh, you know the marriage equality, uh, gender recognition act, but law, laws are great and they're really, really important. But that doesn't necessarily change the attitudes of individuals. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think you know, yes, we've come a, a long, long way. And when I think back to some of the events or participation that would have had, let's say, twenty years ago, you know, the difference is immense. Yeah. But there is still, as you said, there is still a long way to go for us you know, as as community, as as individuals, for us to be living um our, our fullest lives and to be living our lives in confidence and visibility. And this is key, I think, this this visibility. Is this maybe why, you know, things are happening in terms of attacks? Is there because, you know, there's, we're seeing, which is great, we're seeing an increase in the, the amount of pride celebrations that are happening. The LGBTQ community are becoming more visible. Is that part of it then? I mean, I think I'd, I'd be a little hesitant to put it that way because it kind of, not criticised your way of putting it, but I mean, it can end up that we feel that that we are, that we've made it happen. Like we've, we've oh, Of course, yeah, happen. yeah, I, I, I understand, yeah. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I think, you know, we all have to be careful of kind of how we word things. I do think it's true that, you know, the increased visibility, you know, people people who attack LGBT people are, let's be honest, maniacs. Do you know what I mean? They're not the average person. They are not the majority of people. But they are people who are enraged by equality. They are enraged by difference. They're enraged by the other. And those people 
I mean, in many ways, we could say society should look towards trying to heal those people, but that's a different topic altogether. I think the increased visibility and increased presence that we have in the country, and in a way, especially in rural areas, because that's a really big shift, I think. Um, yes, it's, it's it's sort of it's sort of brought them out the woodwork, shall we say? Yes, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you on that as well. Um, but I you know, there are, I, yeah. I just say that, that in one way, I think, and um, you know, the attacks, you know, and particularly the attacks in Sligo, yeah. like awful, awful things. But in another way, I'd rather see the enemy than not know who they were. You know, yes. I don't know why I'm pointing because I'm on radio. But I would rather <laughs> see the enemy. Um, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know and there is something to be said for that Yes, absolutely. And, you know, is there hope then, you know, for the future? Because I I see a lot of that in the younger generation. They do seem to be a lot more accepting than, say, for example, you know, even when I was going to school and, you know, if somebody had come out as gay, there would still be so much kind of whispering going on and kind of all of that. But I do see even with my own teenagers, friends, that there's a lot more acceptance happening there. I think there is. I think there is. I think young people have, you know, are fortunately growing up through a world that has a much greater sense of equality and a much greater sense of liberation. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately, like, you know, the school environment can still be very homophobic, transphobic yeah. for a lot of young people, you know, belong to the LGBT youth services. They did an interesting report, kind of the school climate survey. And, you know, there are a lot of young people reporting homophobia. But in many ways, I would suggest that it may be coming from their peers, but that's, those peers have got it from somewhere. They've got it from their parents or they've got it from their teachers. So I think the younger generation have a lot more wisdom in terms of understanding difference and accepting difference and welcoming difference, you know? And that's, that's a wonderful thing, you know? I think a lot of young people still need a lot of support. You know? Oh, yes, that's of course. One of the things I think is, is really important and, and that um in various ways working towards is, you know, the provision of LGBT youth groups, like in remote areas as well. It's all well and good if you can get into Dublin or Cork or Galway or Limerick. But if you're in, I mean, I'm down west at the moment, you know, if if you're in Castletown, Berra, if you're in a small town in Monaghan, like actually getting to a youth group, physically getting to a youth group can be a problem. And if you don't have your family support, you know, it's kind of, how are you going to get there at all at all? Yeah, and this is one of the, the big issues that you're going to bring up. And I think it's so, so vital, as you're saying there, you know, the, the, one of the big issues is this, you know, rural life, you know, the, the isolation, the access to services that you're saying. This, these are all issues that are very real today for people who are from the community living in, in very rural areas. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, I lived in Leitrim for 20 years. I'm living down in West Cork. But, you know, I love living in a rural setting. I love it, you know. But those problems of isolation and lack of transport, they are huge. And I mean, they impact me and I'm, you know, I do know lots of people. I'm out, I'm, yes. you know, I'm all those things. But, you know, I can still feel the impact. So I'm really aware of how that would be for someone who maybe doesn't already have community connections, who maybe doesn't have internet access, because that's another big issue. Oh, yes, of course. In, in all the rural areas, isn't it, you know? Um, and I do think you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the increase in the number of like community prides. Yeah. I get me right. I think the big city prides, great fun, great fun altogether. 
But there is, to my mind, there is nothing so good as a local community pride. Yes. You know, I, I, I was involved with Northwest Pride for 10 years, and that was kind of took place in Sligo, but it was kind of drawing in people from the Northwest and the Northeast, let's say. Um, and that was, you know, that was wonderful to be able to be involved in that. And coming out of that, you know, I see like the likes of Sligo Pride and Lutheran Pride and Dundalk Pride. They are so heartening to me because to me that's like real pride. And I mean, I have been involved in Dublin Pride as well, so I'm not just being kind of Oh yeah, and I totally <laughs> agree with you because I, I absolutely agree with you because I was privileged enough to be in Dublin Pride this year but also like that I'm very um, close contact with the people that organised the Drogheda one and the Dundalk ones as well that were huge successes this year and it's yeah. as you say it's it's other level stuff it really is other level um, and you know you're very much involved in a number of ways a number of projects strategies you know what you're working on strategies to improve the lives of LGB people this is something you're passionate about Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I am, I'm, you know, I'm passionate about community development, and that's, you know, so, you know, been a field more years than I care to say. Um, but I think the empowerment of marginalised peoples is is so important to society. Like to create the the space for diversity within society is really important to me. And my focus is on LGBTI people because why wouldn't I? I'm a great big lesbian myself. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's close to my, uh, how would you say, to my working heart. Yes. But it's also close to my personal heart, you know. And, I've, you know, I've done that work in, in different settings around the country. You know, I worked for a project called LGBT Diversity back 2010, 2012, which was kind of worked in underserved areas. So again, I was up in the northwest and northeast. And it is so encouraging to see people getting engaged. And in some ways, I don't want to say it's easy to do, but in another way, if you give people some resources, if you give people the opportunity and give them a chance to have their voices heard, then it is, in some ways, relatively easy to start making community life. Now, yes. I'm not trying to make anyone feel that, oh, you know, I should have done it then, shouldn't I? I mean, the thing is, I'm in the really fortunate position of being out, being a bit of a loud mouth, being in the kind of employment I want to be, where I can make things happen. You know, I'm someone, you know, like I came from Liverpool, I just probably hate the obvious in my voice. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I came up kind of through community arts and putting on events and doing that kind of thing. So I'm really lucky. Like I can, you know, I can have a dream about Northwest Pride and find yes. friends and make it happen. And I'm not suggesting that people could or should do that. But when you create opportunities like Dundalk Outcomers is doing this Friday, you're creating opportunities for people to talk about what's bothering them, talk about what they want, talk about what they need. Then if you can get people together, and I know over the past couple of years we've been doing that online, but, you know, when you can get people together... That's how ideas happen and that's how change happens. Absolutely. And this is why you want everybody to come along. It's happening on Friday from 7 to 9pm at the Garage Theatre in Monaghan. What are you hoping that people take away from it? Is it that connectiveness, that kind of sense of community for people that might be isolated and living in different kind of rural settings? That's that's what the... In a way, the main thing that I'm hoping for, well, there are three main things. I always do this. I go, oh, there's one thing. Oh, there's three things. <laughs> but, you know, that sense of community and having been with being with one's own. Yes. You know? uh, not, not so much what the conversation is about, but having spent time in that community 
where everyone can relax and feel safe and not worry about saying something that's going to effectively out them to someone and, you know, this kind of thing. That's really important for our mental health and well-being. And, you know, over these past two years of isolation, like, I've really felt the impact of isolation. I really appreciate the opportunity now to talk to people, you know? But I'm also hoping, because I always hope three things, I'm also hoping that, that what will happen on Friday is that people will be able to voice their concerns, ideas, needs, thoughts, jokes, whatever, but to actually use their voices, actually speak. You know, because in the second half of the session, what we're going to do, you know, I'll be giving this keynote address, but then we're going to move to another room for tea, coffee and chat, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to try and look at some different themes that people have brought up. So I'm hoping that people will use their voices because as we start to use our voices, we get stronger. We get stronger in kind of lobbying and in and in and in making our demands. Let's be honest, having our demands met. Um, I'm also hoping, you know, and this if this happens, it's great. If it doesn't happen, it's great. But the, you know, ideas may come up. People may have ideas about what they'd like to do. So it might be start a group. It might be have a movie night. You know, it could be it could be anything. But I'm hoping that some of those ideas will come up because, you know, there is. I mean, Dundalk Outcomes is very stretched in its work, but you know there yeah. are resources to support the development of ideas. So I'm really open to people bringing their ideas um, for inclusion or their ideas for community and and voicing them. You Absolutely. Know? I'll do a lot of talking in the first half, but I'd like everyone else to do the talking <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> no better, no better woman to to get to get it out of them. That's for sure. Absolutely, Haley. I think the work you're doing is really fantastic. I think this event is so so important. I thank you so much for taking the time out to have oh, a chat with us welcome. this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Hayley Fox Roberts there. She is fantastic. This event is going to happen on Friday from 7 to 9pm at the Garage Theatre in Monaghan. Uh, so the registration is open now. It's not mandatory. You can register if you want. Uh, uh, it's on eventbrite.ie and if you just search for Women's Wellbeing Rights Evening, okay, you'll find it there. Uh, but you can show up on the night. That's absolutely no problem. And as Hayley says, you know, converse with each other, you know, listen to what she has to say and hopefully start up, you know, groups or different things in your, your local area. But this is specifically for people really who feel that they're in, you know, rural areas, they're isolated, that maybe you're not out yet maybe you are but you don't have support this is exactly for you so uh, some, so September 2nd Friday 7 to 9pm at the Garage Theatre in Monaghan 11 to 1 from 1994 Desiree you gotta be on LMFM's 11 to 1 don't forget if you like throwbacks like that Eddie Caffrey later on half three the cruise he's throwing it right back I don't know the year don't even ask me he doesn't reveal it you have to guess. You have to listen in. You'll have great throwback tracks though for you later on on the cruise. Uh, now, uh, just we want to remind people that entries for the Drada Chamber Business Excellence Awards that is closing very soon on Friday, September 9th. So this is open to all businesses in the Northeast. It's a fantastic opportunity to promote and showcase your business and to gain recognition for you and your team. Always a really glittering event every single year. Uh, entry is free and for more information you can check out drawhadachamber.ie. So those awards, they are closing Friday, September 9th. So do get your entries in for that one. Now it's time for jobs. 
LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. MIPS require a fourth year apprentice plumber in the Meath area to apply. Please email tina.sheeran at mips.ie. On store, Gibstown Navin requires part-time and full-time Delhi staff. Please send your CV to info at onstoreonline.ie. Meath County Council are recruiting a a retained firefighter based in Ashburn and Nobber Fire Stations. They're also hiring a clerk of works. To apply for those positions, check out current vacancies on the Meath County Council website for information and an application form. Home Instead are recruiting new and experienced caregivers in your area. Check out uh, careers.homeinstead.ie. Sarah Thompson and Associates Limited Accountants and Taxation Advisors requires full and part-time bookkeepers in their offices in Kells. You can send your CV please to sarah at sarahthompson.ie. Sunhill Nursing Home Term and Feckin requires a healthcare assistant. No experience needed as Sunhill will provide your QQI Level 5 healthcare support course part-time. You can send your CV to info at sunhill.ie. And experienced childminder required for two children aged one and two years of age in Minder's own home. If you're interested in this position, text please, no calls, to 086 0732 972. And don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. The answer to our quiz was, of course, Halloween. What holiday do we carve pumpkins for? The winner of those Moonrise tickets going to Hannah McCabe in Bally Bay. And don't worry, we'll have another chance for you to win on tomorrow's show. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.